much love. Rhiannon rings like a bell through the night. Wouldn't you love to love her? Takes to the sky like a bird in flight. Who will be her lover? Oh, your life, you know. <laughs> it's episode eight, season four. Uh, another banging it's intro from Renee. I, Thank you. You're welcome. I do love that song, but um, we'll, we'll see why it's it's our opening for today. I'm not pleased about it. <laughs> well, for folks who don't know, April is Renee's birthday month, which means Renee gets to choose the theme every week this month. (laughs) And uh, let's just say it'll show. It'll show. (laughs) Sure will, Julie. Um, So what is our theme for this week, Renee? Centaurs. Centaurs. I still want to call them centaurs. I don't know why, but I'm working really hard. I don't know what the, you know, I don't know what the official way to say it is. I didn't look it up. I don't care. Um, I'm just going by what is in my heart and also my favorite show, Centaur World. Yes. So. Which shout out to my friend, Aaron. He is one of the animators on Centaur's World and he's also just a really fucking good dude. And as Renee and I can attest to, those are in uh, short supply. <sighs> so yeah. I'm always going to wave my pom-poms and cheer for Aaron English because he is a good dude. Um, we love you. We love you. We love your work. <laughs> we love your work. <laughs> <sighs> Why did you choose centaurs this week? Just out of curiosity. Um, I I think it had just been on my mind for a while. Like that would be a good, a good story. Like maybe I just wanted somebody to get fucked by a horse. I don't, I don't know where my heart was. Um, when I suggested it, but I do know that it's it's a popular trope. Like it it is a real thing and uh you know i hadn't found another opportunity to read a centaur book so now i will say though that when you're looking up centaur romance slash erotica it does often get confused with minotaur um (laughs) very different creatures yeah what is a minotaur Um, so a minotaur is a uh, like a man's body and a bull's head typically lives in a labyrinth oh it's like the big that lives in a labyrinth now do i have a manitar book lined up and have i for the last like two seasons yes i do um and there's literally no other theme i could read it with except for um a manitar episode so maybe that will be another one this month i don't know just because i want to get this book off my uh wish list on amazon that's fair Uh, i will say if folks are interested in non-ironic like genuinely good content about centaurs renee (laughs) will talk your ear off in the best way about centaurs world on netflix which if you haven't been watching it it's fantastic correct renee oh my god it's so beautiful and it's like so well put together like it's very very funny if you're a grown-up that watches cartoons it's perfect for you but it also has like it's a musical they they have songs in it and it's about like grief and loss and trauma and like family and stuff and like the songs are so powerful and beautiful that like i just like sob watching it but i also laugh a lot so it's great but it's beautiful and i have been telling julie to watch it since it came out but she has not yet so no i haven't yet i haven't because i'm not usually an adult that watches cartoons but 
we are here to hype good content. So if you want to watch Centaur content, watch Centaur's World on Netflix. If you want to read an incredible book about Centaurs, don't read the book I read this week because it was terrible and I'll tell you why. But The Centaur's Wife by Amanda LaDuke cannot recommend it enough. It is beautiful dystopian fiction written by uh, Amanda LaDuke, who is a Canadian woman with cerebral palsy. And so it looks at, you know, what the reality would be of living in a just like living in a post-apocalyptic world when you have a disability and, uh, you know, the ways in which we talk about disability and ableism. And it's so fucking good. And it's one of those books that when you're reading it, you know, when you're reading something and you think this is going to be a movie. This is going to be a mini series. You know, you could just like visualize what it's going to look like on the screen. That's how I felt about the Centaur's Wife. So, if you want oh. legit good content about Centaur's, mm-hmm. Centaur's World on Netflix, The Centaur's Wife by Amanda LaDuke. Unfortunately, in looking for a book this week, I saw that there is a <laughs> Centaur's Wife book, but it is filthy, terrible erotica. So, that's not what I'm referring <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm referring to the book by Amanda LaDuke. Okay. Because uh, what I read this week would not put on a list of recommending to other people. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you that real quick. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Ooh. So mine was called Coming of the Centaur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that speaks for itself. <laughs> it's very truly self-explanatory. Um, it is by uh, a woman named Lucy Apple, which if you don't know, Lucy Apple is actually a type of apple. Um, it's like a hybrid <laughs> apple, but it is the secret identity of a full-time writer who specializes in character-driven erotica. And this book's subtitle is that it is a paranormal pulp fiction. Ooh. Yeah. So it was written in 2015 okay. <clears throat> and, uh, wasn't very long and it was mostly filthy. So I'm going to give you a brief summary of this book and then I'm just going to read you the conclusion because <laughs> it's one of the only passages I can read that doesn't involve someone getting just drowning in horse cock like it's just it's a lot so <laughs> <laughs> Eve which I have to say is funny to me because Eve was on the list of names for me to be named when I was born but oh. my brother was so my brother was born first and he was a dude <laughs> So he, oh, Adam, Adam, and then they're like, well, we can't call her Eve. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> that saved me from being called Eve. But I do actually like that. Do you like the name Eve? Like Ev? Do you like that name? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I like it. Um, so in this case, <clears throat> Eve has been captured by a pack of hybrids. So hybrids in this book refers to... Uh, unlike shifters where you're a man and then you shift entirely into a wolf hybrids are people that are half person half whatever animal so half person half fox half person half wolf Um, so that's you can see how that sort of ties into the centaur situation so she's been Mm -hmm. captured by a pack of hybrid man wolves and she's been captured by them because she was actually a sex slave of dr melville who uh, was trying to breed hybrids with people and he was basically trying to make his own kind of super breed of people. And so this is this human woman who was captured by him. And then a group of the people he was testing broke out and stole her. So she has been 
being carried around by this group of half wolves. And it's, it's sketchy at first if it's consensual. So I was very uncomfortable with the beginning, but it makes it mm-hmm. seem as though she is happy to be in the the company of these hybrid man wolves with insatiable sexual appetites. So they're trying to get away from Dr. Melville, trying to find a place that they can hide out, but also have to stop and constantly fuck each other because they're just so horny and they can't, um, can't get past it. Mm-hmm. And so now she's very pregnant and she's pregnant in a way where every time she has sex with someone new, it implants more seed into her, which then transforms the fetus even more. So now she has no idea if she's going to have half, if she's going to have centaurs, if she's going to have fucking wolves, if she's going to have foxes, <laughs> she's got a whole menagerie that's going to fucking strut out of her fucking <laughs> vagina at one point. So, but she's like, Oh my God, I'm so pregnant. I'm so horny. And I'm just getting railed by these wolves all the time. And she has a little friend, kind of like a little Disney character. She has a little friend who's a fox, just all fox all the time, um, (laughs) who communicates with the wolves and the foxes for her. And it's kind of their intermediary. And she finds out that they're taking her into the woods to try to get away from Dr. Melville. And she was saying like, hey, I heard that if you go up this giant mountain, like that people can't climb up there, especially not centaurs, which are really like the villains um but dr melville can't go up there so why don't we just go hide up in the mountains and they're like you dumb woman human you don't understand anything (laughs) um and then the fox is like girl we got to convince them to go up the mountain because i know for a fact that these woods woods are even scarier than anything dr melville could do let alone the centaurs and so then they're stopping for a bit and they're she's you know, waiting for them to come back. And they're like, we're going to go get some food. And they come back with a centaur on chains <gasps> and they have it like leashed up and, and chains basically in the centaur is trying to get away. And horse meat. Yes. And she's like, Oh my God, are we going to eat the centaur? Like what the fuck? They're like, no, you're going to breed with the centaur so that our babies are strong. And she's like, Oh no. And then, okay. It's suddenly very into getting railed by the centaur. So then they have this big old gangbang where she's getting fucked by the centaurs, the wolves, the foxes, the fucking canaries, whatever she, they're all just (laughs) Noah's Ark is banging it out in the forest. Um, I mean, her uterus is basically Noah's Ark right now. (laughs) 100%. It's like a clown car meets Noah's Ark. That's what's happening for her. And then, um, so then they finally, he like, you know comes inside her so she's gonna make her little centaur babies and so they're like we're gonna kill the centaur now and she's like no 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 like we can't like he's he's one of us and we need to band together and if not like dr melville wins and so like if we all join forces and we all learn to get along and hey we all just fuck each other and take care of each other then we are stronger than dr melville and we will ultimately win and so uh then they're like yeah no we're gonna kill this centaur so the centaur (laughs) charges at her picks her up throws him on his back and he's like let's climb up the mountain and get away from them and then she's like bye and then her and the fox and the centaur climb up the mountain and get away from everyone and then it's the end of the story so uh this woman just wanted a harem so badly and like these fucking wolves just couldn't handle it exactly probably because they were laboring under the delusion that the alpha dynamic is a real thing exactly and then that's when the Mm -hmm. centaur comes up and he's like you guys are all a bunch of betas and then (laughs) 
jump. He's an incel, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and then he carries her up the mountain. So I'm just going to read you um, the last page okay. um, <clears throat> to really paint that picture for you. So um, so they're all just, like, finished, just banging her out. And then they're all kind of, like, hanging out. And she's like, I'm, you know, <clears throat> then she realizes, oh, no, they're coming after the centaur. <clears throat> Please, I beg you, spare his life. Even though he has tried to harm you, it is only his nature. Spare his life and I will do anything for you. The beta wolves bowed their heads low, looking warily and obsequiously. I can't even say that word. Obsequiously? Up at the centaur, whom they now dreaded without the strength of their leader to bind them as a pack. The centaur extended his arm toward Eve. She looked up questioningly. Come, if you are coming. We've no time to lose. <laughs> Eve had only one instance to make her decision. Stay with the familiarity of the wolf pack or strike out anew with the centaur. She took his arm. He pulled her up onto his back. The fox, her little loyal friend, had the wherewithal to leap up toward her. He fell short, but Eve caught him just in time, scooping him up into her lap. The wolves realized what was happening and rushed to attack the centaur with renewed force. He swiped up and kicked at them, then wheeled away, breaking into a rapid gallop. Hang on, beautiful one, cried the trembling fox. <laughs> That's what I imagine a fox sounds like. Eve put her arms around the human back of the centaur and locked her hands together. She nuzzled his long mane of brown hair. The centaur leapt over a fallen tree, heading towards the deeper woods. The howling wolves pursued at first. Eve felt the centaur's chest rising and falling rapidly and more rapidly as he worked his long legs to escape the man-wolves. At last, their howls began to fade away. The fox squirmed happily in her lap. He's done it, lady! He's done it! We're free! As the centaur slowed to a more manageable gallop, Eve let her grip on his chest free, holding on with one hand upon his shoulder instead. She petted the fox head. Yes, free! But for how long? Eve looked back, not without regret, but it was done now. Only time would tell if she had made the right decision for herself and her unborn litter of hybrids. The centaur threw his voice back. Where are we bound, queen? Eve did not hesitate again. The mountains, the far mountains. Perhaps she would find true sanctuary there as the fox believed, or perhaps only more trial and tribulation. But where else was there to go? Da da da. And then oh, prologue is wow. Eve's adventures do not stop here. We will e will she find sanctuary in the mountains at last or fall back into the clutches of the relentless at mad doctor? Look for the next sequel. Wow. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. <laughs> so in terms of spice, I we've talked about this at length on the show because sadly this is not our first experience and foray. I can't get past animal stuff. I can't find it hot. I just, I can't do it. It's just too, like, I can't get into the sexiness of someone fucking a wolf. So I personally would have given it zero out of five. But if you're looking, if you can get past that, if you're just looking strictly at the spice content, um, I'd give it three out of five. Like it was a 50 page book and it was 48 pages of fucking basically. So <laughs> there was every possible configuration you could imagine. So I'm going to give it, um, three out of five spicy carrot cakes only because I'm assuming horses actually do like carrots and that's just not like a myth of some sort, but, um, <laughs> and then in terms of the sex toy or sex accessory that I would put with it. Uh, I'm going with um, a riding crop. Uh, I'm going to go okay. with a riding crop that seems to be centaur-esque. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm giving it. Would I read anything else by this author? 
No, only because of the content that she, um, like, yeah, the content. But her writing was actually quite strong. Like, very strong. Okay. For, like, a $2 book I found on Kindle, you, you know, we've talked about this, like, usually lots of spelling mistakes or lots of whatever. No, none of that. Like, yeah. the writing was very strong. I just was like, I am profoundly uninterested in reading about people fucking animals. Um, so. There. That's me and my own mm. limitations. What did you read? Oh, madame, who chose this goddamn theme? <laughs> um, it's so funny. I actually read two different books because um, oh a lot of them were very short. And my, the first one I read was very similar to yours. It was about um, what's called a nymphomancer. Oh. So, you know, do you know what a necromancer is? Is that someone who fucks the dead? No, they raise the dead. They're they're a powerful um, oh. wizard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so a nymphomancer is they use sex as their magic. And uh, so she, you know, she had to like um, fuck a centaur to help him find his courage or whatever, like a weird wizard of all all situation. (laughs) But she had like a little Fox buddy too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was neat. I didn't, that's not the one I chose for this week. The one that I chose for this week was called the centaur's pony. Um, And it was by an author called Alexis fur with two R's and it was written in 2019. Um, I'm just gonna get into it. So, Rhiannon, yeah, Rhiannon, which I just—I have only ever met one person who was genuinely named Rhiannon by their parents. Um, and like, power to my queer ass community for you know having your own chosen names, but the chosen name Rhiannon comes up so often, it's a lot, and. You know, I, I don't think that's what Fleetwood Mac intended. <laughs> but I digress. So I was not surprised to see a Rhiannon. I was just disappointed. So Rhiannon, who goes by Rhea, is getting ready. Um, she's got this beautiful white dress on. She's looking at herself in the mirror. She's not happy. And her mother's commenting how lovely she looks. Um, because it's sending day. And I'll get back to what that is in a few minutes. So her mother assures her, listen, like, I know you're worried, but you didn't get picked last year. You won't get picked this year. And then you're you're off like you're scot-free. You won't ever be at risk of getting picked again because uh, you're on the verge of being too old, frankly, and you, you won't be eligible next year. So don't worry about it. Just like get through it. You'll be good. So we're in the town square and Rhea is with another group of like young women all clad in white. And the villagers are just like shooting the shit chatting. We're all having like a barbecue or something. Uh, meanwhile, the, the women in white are like looking off nervously into the woods. And then a group of centaurs emerge. Three centaurs, to be exact. Um, and they are centaur shifters. And I mean, I'm glad that you kind of went first with the the centaur shifter stuff because some of my notes say I don't understand half shifter maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's like if you were choosing to be a shifter, it's like why would you choose to be half a horse? Like just for the speed, like get a truck, exactly. right? Like, it, like, why would you want to be half of a horse that we have tractors, right? Yeah. Like, anyway, it's, it's like, just it's dumb. It was dumb. I, I, I prefer the mythological centaurs, like in fucking Harry Potter. Yeah. Right. That's like, everybody's seen Harry Potter, read the books, you know, the, there's, there's centaurs in there, but they are mythical creatures. They're not shifters. And I was very dismayed that it was a shifter in this story but i digress because i also forgot that 
they were a shifter later in the book and was like, the fuck is going on? So, <laughs> um, so sending day. Each year, three shifters arrive to pick three human women to add to their community. And in exchange, they offer uh, protection to the villages who, who give them an offering of women. Um, and so every year, there are three centaurs that come to this particular village. And one of them is called Nikos. And um, he comes every year, but this year it's him and like two other new, new, new dudes. Um, and so he reminds the village, like we're here. This is the reason we're here. We're going to take three women, um, but they will be treated as like the treasures that they are. Like they're not going to be mistreated. And so the two guys make their selection and Nikos settles on Rhea. And she's like, Oh fuck. So she climbs on Nikos's back and off they trot. So they get, they head to like the centaur co- compound and on the compound, there's a big palace. There's fenced fields and barns. Now, as she's riding Nikos through the little compound, she sees something very surprising. Now it's not the centaurs. No, it's a group of women in a nearby field. And uh, what is so, she knew there would be other women there, right? But what is surprising to her is that all the women are wearing thick collars and ears of various colors and shoes that look like hooves. And then as they walk by, one of the women whinnies at Nikos in greeting. Because this book was about pony play, Julie. Fuck. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know what's funny is I was going to put pony play accessories as my sex toy for this week. And then I was like, no, because it's not really that. It's more her riding him, hence the crop. But glad I didn't because mm-hmm. you can have the pony helmet. You can have all of. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, this is the first on Ravage Love. Ooh. It is a pony play story. So Nikos takes her to a barn. A woman arrives, but she has no ears um and no hooves but she does have a collar she's clad all in leather and of course she has a crop and her name is safira and she is the barn mistress now safira doesn't suffer fools she asks ria what her name is and when ria responds she looks at her in the eye and so she gets slapped with the crop and and safira's like ponies don't look at their handlers in the eyes and then nikos is like well don't break her too badly because they're gonna break the horse right Mm -hmm. i guess which is a thing um and so they have a collar for her and she's freaking out she's backing up into the stable and then uh safira's trying to run away but then nikos comes over and like calms her like you would a horse he's like easy easy and she's like oh i calm down i guess um so she's attached to a rope attached to her collar um and she has her own stall she has her own stall she's a pony now julie um and so ria's really upset she's like you can't leave us in here like what are you doing and then safira is like slapping the the wall and she's like ponies don't talk in the presence of their handlers they only make pony noises so the rest of the book anytime she's around it's like ria whinnied it's like Wee. you know so the next day the grooms show up and the grooms are also women. Um, and their job is to obviously like clean up the ponies and stuff. So I, I was pleased that they got to be cleaned every day. I was oh, very relieved yeah. by that. Cause I was like, I don't want to live in a fucking barn and not like get to like 
wash under my titties, you know, mm-hmm. but the grooms took care of that. And they also used that to their advantage to kind of like tease them a little bit um, to be like, oh, I'm cleaning you up, but I'm also tweaking your nipple. Something you wouldn't do to an actual horse, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets her changed and then she brushes her hair like a pony. And uh, I just thought that was so funny. And then she soothes her and pets her like a horse. And then the groom leaves and then the other women is like, hey, okay, they're gone. We can talk. So she's like, hey, um, the reason that they bring in women like this is because there's only male centaurs in this group and they need women to breed. But she's like, but you know what? Like life's good here. If you behave, she's like, you know, you get good food. You get to go outdoors, you get lots of attention. And she's like, you know, new ponies always want to leave. She's like, but there are sentries posted outside the walls and the woods are like a maze. So she's like, you should just lean into it. And Rhea's like, back that. Meh, meh, meh. So um, the next day she's getting groomed and they're like, you know, good ponies get rewarded. And she's like, meh. And Sophia comes in and tacks her up and then gives her like shoes, like hoof shoes and white pony ears and a bridle. Um, And she's like, we're going to go learn how to walk in the shoes. Nikos wants to see you. So she takes her to like a ring so she can like trot around in her little, her little hooves. Now at this point, Okay, did you ever see that video on the internet where it's like a girl who's dressed in hooves and she's doing horse jumps? It's, no. like, it's like her. That's all I can imagine because I don't, I don't know if they're on, if they put hooves on their hands and their feet and they're walking around four legged or upright. I don't know. So I just imagined because there's moments where she's trotting and running. So I'm like, is she trotting and lifting her legs really, really high? Or is she on four legs and like on her on her hands and her feet? Um, I don't know, but I chose to imagine uh, the latter because it was funnier to me. <laughs> so she's like trotting around the pen, and Nikos is like, "You're looking good, babe." And then uh, like the next day, uh, she gets taken to back to the to the ring, and she's hitched up to a wagon. I don't know why. I don't know why, um, but she gets hitched up to a wagon. I was imagining like a gladiator situation. Oh, okay. Um, and then Safira gets in the wagon. And at this point, um, Rhea's like trying to actually like show off a little bit to Nikos. She's kind of getting, she thinks it's humiliating, but she's also kind of into it. So she's like, boop, 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 like, nah, like, pop, pop, like, you know, like, trotting around the ring with this wagon attached to her. And then, um, Safira gives her like some really good wax and then Nikos is like hey that's too much that's too she wasn't being bad that's too much and then Rhea's like it's right bitch you stupid fucking bitch don't fucking hit me, fucking hit me. so uh, so after that the next day obviously Rhea is you know starting to fit in and so she gets taken to a pen full of other ponies now the ponies are women they're just fucking women okay but they're called ponies in the book so when I say pony I just mean the other women there, but I, I understand that they're, they're human women. Just okay. Okay. All right. Human women Um, dressed as ponies. Gotcha. Dressed as ponies who believe that they are ponies. Um, they have been brainwashed. So, um, she's in the pen and there's all these other ponies and, um, they're all kind of like, they're all naked and they're all kind of like finger blasting each other. So I guess maybe in this instance, they're not wearing hooves on their hands, but um, they're like finger blasting each other. And then this one whose name is Aromine, who is like the um, like mayor leader comes over and she's like, like trying to get the other lady ponies away from Rhea. And she's like, 
like huffing at them like, like you know like a way a horse gets angry and blows like wind out of its nose like air okay and like biting like the, my biggest fear is a horse bite like people are scared of like dog bites i am scared of horse bites that's a powerful jaw and she's like fucking biting people to get them away from ria um and then she and ria get it on and it um then nikus is like i see that aromine chose you that's really great that means you know she's very picky so it looks like you've been accepted into the fold and then Rhea's like yeah i did it hooray um but then nikos gives um Rhea a kiss and then aromine's like being an impatient pony lady and um he's like oh, are you gonna kiss too and later she's like stay away from my man and i'm like is she okay. the karen of ponies <laughs> i don't know but because she has a pony mate who's like one of the other leader centaurs but she's getting pissed at Rhea because she's like being chosen by um nikos i guess who's stayed single like he stayed a single centaur man like i don't know Aramine is pissed and so Rhea at this point is like look I'm damned if I do damned if I don't so I'm just gonna do whatever I can to not get any attention because this is bullshit She's like, I don't want to get bit by the horsewoman like clearly I wouldn't either <laughs> um powerful jaws powerful powerful jaws <laughs> um, so that night though um uh, Nikos actually invites Rhea into the palace um and like only really really good ponies get to go to the palace Julie and uh he's like this is your room now you get this beautiful room and in here you don't have to wear pony shoes or anything and you can talk to me directly in like words um my room is next door you are welcome to join me or not if you want to join me like we can just sleep like whatever you want um but this is your space now and i would like to take you for my mate but that is your choice i've never had a mate i think it would be cool like let me know and so she's just like, this is great. I get a bedroom. Yeah. And then the next day it's like, you're going back out to the field. She's like, oh man. Okay. So she's out in the, she's out back in like the pony pen. And at this point, Aramine is like real pissed because Rhea got to go to the palace, which Aramine never got to do. And so Aramine is like trying to fucking bite her <laughs> and, <laughs> and like shit. And Rhea's not having it. She, her patience has worn thin. And so she starts like kicking her, but I, I just imagined her on all fours, like butting her, like with the legs back and stuff. And then she just fucking takes out Aramine and bites her and shit. And so she becomes the new like lead mare. And I was like, she fucking did it. And she goes back to the palace and uh and Nico says, like, that was a really impressive uh display of strength. And um I would really like you to be my mate. And she's like, I would love that. And he's like, okay, well, we need to like let everybody know. So we'll, tomorrow we'll do the ceremony. And the ceremony is just going back to the pen and everybody coming to watch and him banging her. Now, here's why the shifter thing threw me because when they're in the palace, he's in his man form wearing pants. And I was like, okay, listen, I have kids and my kids have play sets and they play with ponies. And if a castle was built to the dimension to fit a centaur, he wouldn't need to be in man form. It would be too big for him at that point because it's built for horse dimensions. And like, why would he have pants if he was just always naked anyway? Like, why is he at pants? And I completely forgot that he was a shifter. So I was like, is he, was he in like a horse suit this whole time? Like, is he faking? I just didn't understand. Um, so when they are in the, in the pen, he fucked her as a man, not as a centaur, which I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, also, why wouldn't you just go to the villages as a human 
and then surprise the human after and be like, ta-da, I'm a horse. Like, they might have a preference. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, cons- uh, cons- consent is sexy. Like, just, um, so- There are people who want to be fucked by horses. Like, just ease into it. Come on. Anyway, so that was that was a story. Um, so where are you at with spice? Like, wasn't spicy. No, I'm gonna give it like. Okay, so when they're when they were banging, like it didn't even really talk about his penis, but every other sexual encounter was with horse women or women who took care of horses. So it was really like a lot of finger blasting, um, and. Uh, Rhiannon was a virgin when she was a virgin. She came to the oh, kennel, I don't know, barn. Um, so she like discovered herself there. Uh, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. How long was it? It wasn't long. It was like, I don't know, maybe 50 pages. It wasn't long. Um, loved the horse fight though. <laughs> <laughs> loved the horse fight. <laughs> Um, also at one point they used the term nether lips, which I hadn't read before. And I thought that was fun. I was like, that sounds really badass. Oh, like, I like that. Like we're going down to the nether to find the nether lips. Like it sounds (laughs) really scary and I love it. Um, like that's where a necromancer would go to the, like, we're going to the beyond to find the nether lips with this potion. (laughs) Like it sounds, it sounds really spooky, so I was here for that. Um, only thing I highlighted in this book was nether lips. <laughs> um, yeah, so one out of five salt licks. Num <laughs> num salt lick. Yeah, it was not. I didn't. It was so weird to me. I was, you know, like I appreciate an accessory in the bedroom, like you know, like bring out like a fucking vibrator or mm-hmm. you know. One of those, like, you know, cattle prod things, like zap your lover. I think that's cool. You know, balling gag, like a bridal shirt. Why not? Um, But just imagining, like, somebody in hooves with hooves on their hands being like, Nick, clippity, clippity, like going around like, oh, look at me, I'm a horse. Like, it just, it's, it feels like when kids pretend to be animals. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Like my daughter. I wish I wish she wasn't sick with COVID right now because I'd get her to come to her horse where she's like, like she goes really deep. She doesn't do like a high pitch thing. And that's all I could think of was like people pretending to be horses. I'm going to try desperately to try and find a video of this young woman jumping <sighs> things like a horse person because it I think one, it would take a lot of skill. I think you need to have a lot of like leg strength to um, wear hoof shoes. <laughs> Um, and be able to perform in them like a, like a trot or like any of those other horse moves. Mm-hmm. And to have a wagon hitched up to you while you're doing that. Also, if she was on four legs, like that's difficult. Like I could, my, I don't, I can't even lie down on a floor. Like my back <laughs> just gets all kinked up. So power to these fit pony women um, with their strong teeth. Um, really. Dudley match for anybody. Oh, I should mention there was a scene where like Rhiannon went into another field and then like the mate of Aromine came over to her and was like, What up, baby? And she just fucking bit him. She was like, Get the fuck out of here! Like with all her horse legs. And he's like, Ugh. and then Nico's just like, Okay, get out of here. <laughs> and uh she's like, hmm, yeah. 
like it was really weird so yeah one out of five no not even yeah one out of five salt lakes um i'm gonna read the horse fight <laughs> that's all i'm reading today oh my god yes okay yeah i'm ready okay i don't know what kind of voice i'm gonna do for this but we'll just figure it out uh, what sounds good what's a good horse voice? well i mean you heard mine Oh, yeah, deep, okay. deep and manly. I feel like horses, like centaurs, to me, would be so manly. Even though it's, I guess, kind of effeminate because they're like trotting and shit. But I, I think of centaurs as like super manly. That's where I go. I mean, I have nothing but the utmost, uh, utmost respect for horse girls. But I feel like this was totally different. This is not the same thing. Fair. <sighs> okay. Here we go. The night she slept better than she had in a long time. In the morning, he helped her out of the nightgown and led her back to the mare field. He let her in and then left. Aromine and the other two waited for her, or waited for him to be gone before they walked out of the shade. The other two hung back a distance as Aromine crossed the rest of the distance. She stopped in front of Rhea and looked her up and down before stamping her hoof. She bared her teeth. After the encounter with the stallion, Rhea was sick of being pushed around. <laughs> she snapped at the lead mare and stamped her hoof, too. She shoved the other pony with her hands, and Aramine stumbled back. Aramine caught herself and whinnied. She grabbed Rhea and pulled her close. Rhea felt teeth tear into her shoulder, and she pushed the lead mare back again. They broke apart and danced around each other while the other two mares watched from the sidelines. Aramine lunged at Rhea, but Rhea dodged, and the lead mare went flying. Rhea turned around and kicked Aramine before she could get up again. The mare collapsed again, and Rhea kicked her again before moving out of reach. Aramine slowly got to her feet. She hunched as she turned and to look at Rhea. Rhea tossed her head and whinnied. Nay. <laughs> Aramine's head bowed. The other two mares moved to stand with Rhea. Rhea turned her head away, refusing to acknowledge the mare who had attacked her. She kicked dirt in Aramine's direction, then walked off. The other two mares followed her, each fawning at her body, with her hands in supplication. She allowed them to tease their fingers over her body for a few moments. Then she stepped away. She whinnied and tossed her head. Nay! <laughs> she was the new lead mare. That's an entire chapter of um, pony games now. <laughs> Center's funny. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. I'm not sorry I read a pony play uh book, but um what I am sorry for is my vivid imagination because that's all I could imagine was like like people dressed with pony hooves clip-clopping around. I try remember, so hard. Do you remember not that glamour? To... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I try so hard not to yuck people's yums, but like, uh, I struggle with puppy play and pony play and all that stuff. Like, I, like little cute ears and shit. I can get that. Like, I don't, I don't want to wear a tail butt plug, but like I can see people being into it. But like the full blown, like wearing a saddle where someone rides you with their, like, I just, like, no. I'm all about 
the violence of hitting a man with a crop. Um, <laughs> but in this instance, like it was women and the women were clearly very competitive in this. And I was like, that's, that's just like, not cool. Yeah. Like, why these are women that should be banding together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A man who's like, not even a real horse man. <laughs> He's like a shifter. He's a pretend horseman. Like he could just be a man and get a fucking truck. He could. And I realized maybe that's the Alberta talking to me, but I mean, it would be a lot easier than having to like abduct women. Cause I feel like if this is the olden days, like a medieval time and he showed up with a truck, like the villagers would be like creaming themselves. Like just take me and your beast. Yeah. Meaning the truck. Right. Like you wouldn't No. What? What? Why do you need women? Just like get, get a tractor or get some actual horses and then go court some lovely villagers. You guys have a palace. Like, yeah, villagers will want to be there. Exactly. Right? So you were asking anyway. me, do I remember, was there a glamour photo shoot? Okay, remember there was like early internet days. Um, there was like this glamour photo that went around of a man in pony play as like a unicorn. And he had hooves on his oh hands. Oh my God. Yes. And like, what a yeah, throwback. That stance is what I imagined for this entire thing like being like clip, 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 but like like imagine me right now my hands are going back and forth my legs are like boop, 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 like exactly the way i sound is how i imagine them walking and everybody knows like if, if you were to go clippity, clippity, in your house right now your limbs would automatically move with that sound um and that is what i imagine so it was just it was difficult to get behind because it was just like yeah so weird and i can say from experience i've been to like those like sex dungeon party things mm -hmm. and um i stopped going because there there was like a baby play thing and i oh age was play? so yeah I, I just was so i was like you are a grown-ass woman i bet you work in accounting why why this like why this um it was just so weird to me and I just also I don't want to see a woman as a horse. I want to see a man like that man should be having to do that work. Get him in the like hoof heels <laughs> clopping around. Make him do, hit him with the crop. That's what I want. Put him in a fucking cage. Make him haul your wagon. Right. What? That's what I want. Give me lady centaurs. I wish I had. Them. Well, but big, big old horse vagina. This is this is the thing, though, Renee. This is the beauty of the era that we live in, which is anyone can write erotica. Anyone can write anything, really. So you can be that person. Because there's entire yeah. corners of the internet dedicated to people yeah. writing bananas erotica. So you could be that person. I have... I, I'm going to... I will say this, and you'll remember this, Julie. It's another throwback. I've already dipped my toe into the world of centaurs personally um <clears throat> many years ago like i'm gonna say like 2010 or earlier um i won a contest by an by a really like good artist mm -hmm. on the internet mm -hmm. remember when we all chatted like we all talked like it was no big deal on the internet um and they were gonna do um what are those called where it's like you get like a caricature caricature mm -hmm. 
So she was going to offer a caricature to like the person who suggested the funniest scenario. Mm -hmm. And I said, I would like, (laughs) I would like a caricature of myself as a centaur at some sort of like abortion rally (laughs) or something. And so she drew me as a centaur um, holding a sign that said, keep your hands off my giant horse uterus. Uh, do you remember that? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, oh, otherwise I would have brought <laughs> it up. But during this episode, at least. No, I do not I, remember this. I'll find it and I'll share it because it, it exists. And that's not why I love centaurs. I just think centaurs are hilarious. Oh my um, god, you need to find that photo and you need to post it to our Instagram. Like this is not a want, this is a need. <laughs> I will. It was it's hilarious. There's also like so many like comics about like reverse centaurs or like there was one where it was like what do they you know how like when horse like baby horses are born, like it takes them a little while and then they get their legs and they can like run around no problem. Mm-hmm. Like what happens with centaur babies? Cuz like they can't hold up their heads, right? So <laughs> there's this like comic where it's like these baby centaurs and like they're crying because their heads and bodies are flopping all over the place but their colt legs are strong running around. <laughs> oh i love centaur humor oh love centaur the humor. internet is a fucked up place oh my god i give it but before we go i actually had an- one more thing i wanted to share um about this show that i watched this week because it was so beautiful okay yeah it. tell um, okay, so there was a show called um, Our Flag Means Death. Have you heard of it? I sure have. I've seen a couple episodes. Okay, so I loved Flight of the Concords. I loved what we do in the shadows. So, like, I'm a big Reese Darby, uh, Taika Waititi fan. And they're on this show together, and it's about pirates. And um, when I first started watching it, um, I realized that this is a show that really challenges, like, toxic masculinity on pirate ships right um and i thought that was really sweet and that reese darby who's like the gentleman pirate on the show um is big on like offering unconditional support to his crew all the time and like in fact they don't mutiny against him because they're like well who's gonna finish reading that story to us about the puppet boy like what if he like is he gonna become a real boy and then one of the guys is like well i can read it and like but you don't do the voices <laughs> and so it's like he's just this really caring gentle guy who <laughs> really takes care of his crew in a really like non-toxic way and then also it's like being queer on the ship is totally natural and not weird like it's just super common and there's even a non-binary pirate on the boat called Jim. And um, it was great. But then later in the series, um, Blackbeard shows up, who, you know, if you know pirate lore, Blackbeard is the most fearsome pirate. And who's played by uh, Taika Waititi. And it turns out that he loves this idea of being a gentleman. Like he's getting really tired of, of being a pirate. And so he just really loves this idea of being like a gentleman. And he starts doing things with Reese Darby, who's Steed Bonnet. Um, and I thought it was just so lovely because I'm like, Look at this really close relationship that they have. Like, they're, like, the way that women are best friends, right? Like, they're gentle and kind to each other, and they lift each other up and all these things. And I was like, um, the only person who ever causes a problem is this guy who expects Blackbeard to be really toxic and awful, right? Um, And can't accept that he's, like, a human being. And so I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, I don't know if the world is ready um, for 
a queer pirate romance from comedians. I was like, I wish it went that way. And it fucking went that way. And I was not expecting it. So Reese Darby and Taika Waititi fall in love uh-huh. and they make out and it's beautiful and has a really sad ending. So I really hope there's a season two, but I was not expecting it. And I thought it was just beautiful. And I was like, this is literally like a romance novel, but kind of like your, um, your bros if book club books. Yes. Or the bromance. <laughs> like, yeah. The bromance. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It was just like, it was like, a totally queer safe environment for men and non-binary folks to unlearn bad behavior and toxic behavior and be kind to one another and look out for one another and be in love. And then the main characters who I did not think were going to like have a, a romance story did. And then it was just lovely. It was such a lovely show. And so if you, like as far as romance goes, I recommend watching the show because it was as good as a good romance novel. Absolutely. And, yeah. So if you're in Canada, yeah. it plays on Crave. So yeah. if it's streaming on Crave, it's technically HBO Max. So if you're not in Canada and you can get it wherever you stream HBO, um, yeah, it's really. I don't like like I didn't like Flight of the Concords. Um, I don't like. Um, I can't like I don't like Monty Python. Yeah, I I liked what we do in the shadows. The the movie I haven't seen the show yet, but um, show's great. But like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Flight of the Concords. I don't like Monty Python. Like, and so I just was like, I put off watching Our Flag Means Death because I thought like mm-hmm. it was gonna be that, like it was gonna turn into them singing for no reason and blah blah blah. But yeah, I was immediately like, huh, this is very subversive and not at all yeah. what you think it's gonna be. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I quite lovely. Yeah, I have been. And you know, what? I will say that like I really like Australian and New Zealand humor. Mm. I think it's really good mm-hmm. um, compared to like a lot of British humor. Um, I've I've never watched a British comedy with predominantly men in it that didn't have like some heavy toxicity to it. Um, but I find that like humor from Australia. And New Zealand, I recognize they're different places. I know that. But they're just they're just crisp and and casual about everything. And um it was great. It was so good. And I, I would definitely I hope the second season comes out. Very oh, soon. I think it's yeah, it's definitely gonna get renewed because it's ga- it's like making numbers and it's got great reviews. And yeah. Yeah. No, it's so great. So good plug. If you're looking for yeah. some good romance content. But also just like genuinely very funny. Yeah. Very funny. And on, again, it's on Crave in Canada. So what I've been watching on Crave is that and Minx. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I also love, which if folks haven't been watching that, it's like episodes are dropping every week. So it's like airing, yeah. quote unquote, as we speak right now. Um, but it's Jake Johnson, who many of you might know from New Girl. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about a feminist in the seventies who wants to start this feminist magazine. And the only person willing to publish it is Jake Johnson's character, who is a porn King <laughs> and says, well, if you put some dicks in it, then we, I can publish it and it could be this subversive women's catalog that has feminist articles, but peen. And a thing that I am enjoying in this day and age is we are seeing, and thank goodness for both HBO and streaming sites 
because we're seeing more full frontal peen these days <laughs> yeah. than I've ever seen. It started with like um, the Righteous Gemstones, which I will give <laughs> so much joy to how often the Righteous Gemstones will just put full frontal male dick for no reason. It's so gratuitous. It's funny every single fucking time. And I don't think that male genitalia is inherently funny, blah, blah, blah. But like as a fucking gag, it's usually always tits. Tits and bush yeah. is always what's used as like a body gag. It's like farts or like women's nudity. And so I just love that in the Righteous Gemstones in particular, but also in Minx, like there's an entire montage of just peen of them like auditioning different dudes to be the centerfold. And then I read some like behind the scenes stuff and that particular scene, which is literally a montage of close up pictures of dicks is <laughs> they had like an hour and a half left to shoot that day. And so they just like had men come in like quickly one after another. and was like strip, do something funny, leave strip, do something funny and leave. And they just like pushed through like a hundred guys in an hour and a half and then just like took the funniest parts and put it in this movie. So are in this show i find minx is like very funny and like very light and mm -hmm. whatever but also i just appreciate the high peen content <laughs> i appreciate and can't get past how well um the lead character fits into like a 70s style like one they they she's annie hall basically like oh, they dressed yeah. her like annie hall and like she is perfect she looks great and she looks like she could be a person in the 70s. And I say that because like women then in media look different than they do now. And, you know, they seem they, I always think that they look more mature um, and they made her look like genuinely she's from that era. Um, even like her teeth are weird. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Like, I'm into it. I love her little look, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, we could shit on Annie Hall because of Woody Allen. Um, but I love that, like, that's probably in a lot of ways what her brand of feminist would have looked like in that era. And, you know, you taught me about the term pussy bow and she's got those all the time. Yeah, she's got little I just, pussy I love her blouses. character. Yeah. And like, I yeah. love a 70s aesthetic. So admittedly, I was pretty sold from the jump because, yeah, there's 70s fashion, the 70s cars, the like ridiculous floral wallpaper Mm -hmm. um like the big boats for cars and shit but if you're looking for some light if you enjoy our podcast you will enjoy yeah. our flag means death and minx and yes. uh especially because if you love the idea of old school porno which i have to say kind of long for the days of old school porno when it was <laughs> you know you had to really hunt for it um and my understanding is Old school porno is going to be relevant for listeners of our show. Is this correct? It sure is, Julie. Why is that, <laughs> Renee? Why is that? Well, have you heard of a little show called My Dad Wrote a Porno? I have. But for folks who haven't, qu'est-ce que c'est? So, um, it's a podcast. Um, Jamie Morton, who I don't, I don't know if he's a comedian or an actor or what, he discovered that his father had written um, erotica books and um, <laughs> he reads them and they're so fucking hilarious. Um, and they, you can actually get copies of those books and 
you know, we can go in. I don't want to go into all the specifics of it because next week we are going to be reading some Rocky Flintstone, which is the pen name <laughs> of uh, of his dad. So um, we'll be back next week for another episode of My Birthday Month where we are going to talk about Rocky Flintstone and we're going to talk about some of his books. Maybe Belinda Blinked, maybe something else. We'll see. And uh, we're going to talk about that show i guess i guess we're hyping another show next week but more than anything we're going to be reading some really impressively bad (laughs) erotica written by someone's dad so and i feel like impressively bad erotica is a great summary of 90 (laughs) percent of how we roll on this show so i'm personally looking forward to it the month of april Renee's choosing our themes every week, so we're going to go to some places. June is my birthday, so just know in the month of June, we'll also be going to some places. But next week, we're going to be reading (laughs) reading erotica written by an old man. And I... I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it, but... Thanks for listening this week, folks. Hopefully, we never have to read about centaurs ever again, because I did not enjoy it. I'm sure we'll find another opportunity, Julie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, stay sexy. And Julie, will you sing us out? Absolutely. Ravage love. Ravage love! Bye. Bye. Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS, the number two, J Show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Ravage Love.